motherfucker, you can't have my cornbread. That's for damn sure. Because if you try to take my cornbread, part two of my killing spree gonna begin up in here on your ass right now. If you think about my cornbread, begin to taste out your mouth. That's for damn sure. Now fuck him. Fuck this. Because I'm from New York City, goddammit. Nobody take no cornbread from me. That go for you and any other you motherfucking farmers wanna try some shit. You fuck around with me, it's gonna be consequences and repercussions. Yo, what up, what up, what up, folks? What's good? I'm your boy Trey Frazier, and I got my brother Maestro Styles here with me today. Yo, hold what on, up, I, what hey, up? I don't know what just happened real fast. Oh, snap. <laughs> you, Oh, you better fix that joint. My fault, my fault. All right. Well, let me, uh, I'm going to just go ahead and introduce us to the program here. Welcome, welcome, folks, to another episode of the Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. Uh, shout out to all of our Facebook live viewers. Shout out to everyone watching us on Twitter live and also YouTube live. Make sure y'all continue to follow yeah. us on those platforms. Also, you can follow us on Instagram at Barbershop Sports Talk One. Um, hopefully, Maestro can hear me now. Um, yeah, it looks like he's still got some issues going on there. Um, so we'll, we'll, uh, We'll see what's happening, but uh, we got a great podcast for you guys this week. Um, so we got a few things going on today. Got a special guest coming up in about 30 minutes. Uh, we got this homeboy, Andre Robinson of the Rise Up Family Sports Network based out of Buffalo, New York. Uh, he's going to come on and talk about his bills. We'll recap the Dolphins bills game. We'll also get into a little small smack talk as my team is going up against his Buffalo bills this coming Sunday. And we'll also ask him what his top five bills of all time are. Um, also, you know, we got to get into email Udoka and the whole thing that went down with the Boston Celtics uh, last week coming off of the pod last week. So we didn't get a chance to react to that. So we'll, uh, you know, we'll give you our thoughts on that. Um, Maestro was still trying to get his audio going. Um, so, you know, like I said, we got those things coming up. We got, uh, we got the week three recap going on right now. Hey, Maestro, you up and good? Yeah, I had to, I, had, I don't know what happened. I had to do a run, <laughs> had to run an audible real quick. Okay, hey, no doubt, man. It's okay, man. It happens, bro. It happens. Um, but uh, you know, just letting the audience know, man, this is gonna be a dope podcast today, man. Um, you know, we got special guests coming on in 30 minutes. Uh, we got Andre Robinson from the Rise Up Family Sports Network. Uh, he represents the Buffalo Bills, he covers the Bills in the media. So we're gonna talk to him, uh, talk about the loss to the Dolphins, talk about my team and his team going up 
uh, week four coming up. And then I'm going to ask him what his top five bills are of all time. And then also, we got to get into email Yudoka, bro. We, we definitely going to. Nah, we got to get into Brett Favre, bum ass. Yeah, we got to get into that too. We could do we could do all that's that. That's more important. And I think it's important to say that that's way more important than Ime Udoka cheating on Nia Long or not cheating on Nia Long or whatever the fuck. The more yeah, well, I don't even want to talk about that part of it, to be yeah. honest with you. But that, um, I mean, even 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 him messing with whoever he was messing with, the the mm-hmm. whoever's wife or whoever. Yeah. The Bama Brett Favre stole five million dollars from <laughs> from welfare out of the welfare budget, and Look, he ain't man. been locked up yet. Look, man, hashtag lock Brett Favre up, hashtag sell the team Sarver, hashtag sell the team Snyder, hashtag free Brittany Griner. That's that's the energy I'm on this today, nigga man. This is crazy, son. This nigga Brett Favre is crazy, dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like you said last week, though, too, man, it's not just Brett Favre. We, we got to get the mother politicians yes. that yes. gave him the go to do this. Get them, you know, get them locked up, too, man. Yeah, facts. We we definitely gotta you know discuss all that. We we probably gonna remind you every five minutes on this platform that uh, Brett Favre stole welfare money from the state of Mississippi. Man, that shit that shit that shit blew me, that shit blows me away. That shit mm. blows me away. Still a week later, that shit blows me away. That... I think what blows me away is the lack of coverage that this story is getting. That's and, what I'm talking about. Yeah, like this this just and and look, I don't I don't care that Brett Favre is not in the league anymore. I don't care that it's been 12 years since he's, you know, been in the NFL. I don't care. I don't care about none of that stuff. That dude is a hall of famer. That dude's one of the all time great quarterbacks in the NFL. People know who Brett Favre is. When you say Brett Favre's name, there's absolutely no reason why this story um, should be getting, the little bit of coverage that it's getting. There's absolutely no reason for it. When you got people with brown water in the state of Mississippi, you got people that are poor in that state and you got a dude that wants to build a volleyball court because, you know, he wants to take money from them just to build that. And that's just not right, bro. Um, It's just not right to me. It don't sit well. Um, I don't know what's going on on major platforms, or, or or even smaller platforms, uh, ESPN, uh, Steve, not ESPN as the as the you know the channel or the network, but mm-hmm. uh, the likes of Stephen A. Smith, the likes of uh, you know. Well, Stephen A. has talked about this, so not that I want to give him credit, but if you're asking if he talked about it, he has brought it up. Um, as, as a, I would assume you watch more first take or more ESPN than I do. Um, in comparison, how much conversation has it got? And I, and I can already tell you, I know the answer. Oh, look, look, they opened last week. So I think for about three days last week, once the email stuff broke, like that's sort of been like the leading story. And look. I'm I'm not trying to absolve Ime Udoka from anything. It's not in, the in biggest story. That. Period. It, no. Well, first of all, it shouldn't be a story. It shouldn't be a story, but then it seems like every day there's something new going on with that. So as each day goes by, there's always been something to talk about in regard to that. But you're absolutely right. 
um, that story is getting too much publicity in comparison to Brett Favre and his story and what's going on. And not only do you got to call out ESPN, bruh, and since he's not in the league no more, I'm calling out Fox News, CNN, ABC News, NBC News, MSNBC. I'm calling out all those platforms because it also involves politicians. Yeah. And those networks that I just called out, those networks um, cover political things. Mm -hmm. And so I'm calling out all those networks to kind of, you know, A, bring this thing to light. Like, let's understand what's going on here. Um, You got a Hall of Fame quarterback that's stealing money from the poorest state in the United States. That's not right. Yeah, he, he trash. That nigga That's Brett Favre right. is trash, bro. You're trash, Brett Favre. You are trash, son. You yeah, are trash. Lock, lock him up, man. Lock lock him up. Hashtag lock Brett Favre up, man. That's that's the kind of energy I'm on, man. And 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 hashtag sell the team Sarver too. I'm I'm on that too, bro. I thought he was already. I thought he had already sold the team. Well, it was working to sell the team. Let me say. I don't care. Yeah, I feel. You. I don't okay. care. Okay. Uh, yeah, I know he's he's. He's putting the circle, you know, he's making moves to make that happen. But I don't I don't, I don't care. You saw uh, Jay Crowder post requesting a trade. And mm-hmm. I immediately retweeted that, yo, I don't blame you, bro. I, you, you know, you don't want to work for a racist. I get it. You want to get up out of there as, as good as the team is on the court. You, you don't want to work for a racist. So I, I totally get it. So yeah. that wheel is in motion to trade Jay Crowder. And I'm interested to see who else is going to, you know, follow suit from that team. Um, I don't think anybody else is going to follow suit, if I'm being honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, look, man, um, you know, not to throw shade on other owners because they did nothing in the light that we saw to get shade thrown on them. Yep. Uh, but these niggas, these niggas be just as racist. I, you know, like you know, sure. he's the one that he's the one that got called out, or, or for whatever reason, you know, at this time for whatever reason, cool. Um, but um, I'm willing to bet. I'm willing to bet. Don't mean I'm right. Don't mean I'm wrong. Willing to bet that Jay Crowder has worked for some racist owners in his career before he came to Phoenix. Sure. Sure, of course. So I mean, I mean, look, if, if that's the if that's the energy you on, you got the right to be on that energy, mm-hmm. and, and by all means, my G, do you, Jay Crowder? But at the same time, Slim, uh, I mean, you think you're going to a non-racist owner? Like, you know, maybe. I hope so. I hope we'll so. see. We'll see. I mean, some owners, some owners, some owners probably hide it better than others. I mean, um, I, I can't, I can't, do. <laughs> I, I can't speak for Jay Crowder, but I would imagine on some of the teams that he's been on, I would imagine maybe, maybe he doesn't have as much interaction with certain owners of certain teams as he did with maybe the Phoenix Suns. Well, I don't um, know that he's had big a big uh, a big uh relationship with Sauver. Um let's be clear. It's sure. not like yeah, let's be clear. It's not like uh uh Crowder walk, was having that conversation that Earl Watson was having. That was a conversation that Earl Watson was having with the coach sure. when it happened and then whatever happened in uh October last year. That wasn't like a Jay Crowder was there, and I right. I would imagine if Jay Crowder was there for him to act the way he's acting right now, I'm not saying he's right or wrong. 
But I would think if Robin Sarver said nigga in front of Jay Crowder, mm. this would have been an issue in October and not an issue when August or excuse me, September of the next year. Right. So, um, but right. But my, my point is, is I'm just differentiating different owners in the league. And I don't think all owners make themselves available to players as maybe some others do. I don't know what that dynamic is with him and Sarver. I don't know what the dynamic with him and maybe some of the other teams, owners that he's played for. I'm just saying that I think owner, different owners make themselves available to players more than other owners do. So, I mean, that, that, that is a possibility. So I'm also asking that because what do you feel like, what do you feel like Jay Crowder's relationship is with Sarver for him to feel like, Oh, now I want to get traded after he's after this came out, and and to add to the question, yeah, if he had a relationship, don't you think? I mean, I'm, oh, let, I feel like mm-hmm. let me let me let you ask the let me let you answer the first question. Yep. So, do your your first question do you was he, do I do you feel he feel like he had a relationship with Solver and he just didn't know this was happening? Um, I don't know. I I honestly don't know, and. But I could probably paint the picture and say if he didn't have a relationship with Solver and this is the first time that he's hearing these things that came out, then, yeah, he's he's got a right to say, oh, snap, like this dude saying racist stuff like I don't want to, you know, I don't want to play for somebody like that, that, you know, does those kind of things. So I, I think regardless of relationship or not, it's the first time that he's heard that guy say something racist and Whoa. maybe and other and maybe in previous stops he hadn't heard of such things doesn't necessarily mean that the owner isn't racist or not it just means that he just hadn't heard stuff like that going on with other teams ownership yeah i'm gonna tell you this though bro because because the the earl watson situation wasn't the first or the last situation and and right. I don't, and i don't remember if crowder was playing with them when watson was coaching mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm a i guess, don't think he was about to say, i'm a guess no yeah i was gonna yeah. say the same thing i'm a guess no mm-hmm. um but at the same time uh i i find it highly um i doubt it i highly doubt that jay crowder didn't hear any rumblings of this before it just got reported out in the open Mm-hmm. I doubt it very seriously. Um, and again, I'm not saying he don't got a right to feel the way he feels now that it's out. He got yeah. a right to say, "I don't want to play for them no more." He 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 can decide that whenever he wants yeah. to. That's yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying mm-hmm. that I don't think this is the first time he's heard those rumors. And um, and truth be told, um, we don't even know if. And I don't think Earl Watson's lying. By no stretch, mm-hmm. but we don't even know if Sarver has Sarver apologized or said like I said these things. No. So how do we even know he said it? So no. why? So why right. now when it's reported, mm-hmm. are you are you like I want to get traded and you don't even really know is it true? Did you go to Sarver and be like, hey, bro, like did you say that? Like, is this yeah. what we on? Like, we, we don't know. Of, I don't, we, you know. I don't know. I'm again. I'm not shading Crowder. Yeah. Um, and and. and and then, and, and to add to it, yeah. Chris Paul, this would be Chris Paul's second, uh, you know, running with these types of things. Yes. What's his thoughts on it? I've yet to hear from Chris Paul on this. 
And you know my feelings on it. Yeah, I, I think mean, they should like what look what he did with the Clippers in that playoff game. I think they should go kind of beyond that with the whole, you know, flipping the jerseys yeah. inside out and all that stuff. I think they should boycott some games when the season starts. Yeah. I, mean, I think I think they should boycott some games until a sale is imminent that like, okay, this sale of the team is about to happen. Yeah. I think they should go that route, but we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, yeah, I, I'm. I mean, I hate to be pessimist. That ain't happening because I don't see it. Yeah, I, I don't see it happening either. I mean, it's it's not COVID, so it, you know what I mean. Like, there's more money involved. There's ticket sales. People coming to the games and stuff. Whereas they lose the their money. Did it, they would lose. They would lose. Yeah, money. of course. Yeah, now, I'm differentiating when the Bucks did it when they was in a bubble where. There weren't ticket sales. Yeah. I mean, the worst case was it was that there were maybe sponsors that lost money, uh, networks that lost money. That was probably the worst case scenario where some form of entity was losing money. But yeah. now you got that plus people that are paying to come to these games and people's you know concession stands, you know, hot dog sales, beer sales and all that stuff mm-hmm. like that comes into play now. So. Um, I'm with you. I I don't think it happens, but it would be nice if it did. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I mean, cool. But then, excuse my unprofessionalism, but that shit was really itching my neck. Um, yeah, but at the but but then if that still happens, then like again, it's always it's always well. Then what happens next? And I'm not I'm not saying don't protest. I'm right. always just saying well, well then after you protest, like, there's no real change. What happens, man? I. I I, I understand the importance of it. It's just, hey, yeah. man, sell the team. I, I mean, I, mm-hmm. I, it sucks that his consolation prize is going to be upwards of a billion dollars. That's but, always the case. Yeah, but, you know. but that, you know, We, we, we got to get over that part of it because the, the same thing know. with Jerry Richardson. When yeah. when they suspected Jerry Richardson or something. I don't like something. it then either. I don't he, like it then either. Yeah, and I'm with you. I didn't like it either, but I think that's just the reality and the nature yeah, of sure. – being the owner is that sure. you can, you know, get out of trouble by making a profit. Like that's basically what it is, and it's unfortunate, but it, it, it is what it is, man. What do you say? I, I, speculation or theorizing or mm-hmm. uh, conspiracy—not conspiracy, but theory. Um, yeah. So, what do you say to the owner who says, "Fuck it, I ain't selling the team." Because sponsors will leave, and those things will yep. happen. Mm-hmm. They will. Yep. But the Suns are a winning team. Yeah. The Suns are but... a winning team. The Sun. So let's. You know, I know sponsors have you know folded, mm-hmm. but the Suns go. Let's say the Suns go. You know. You know, first fifty games. They. You know, not fifty game. Thirty games. They. You know, they twenty and ten. You know, twenty seven and three or some wild shit. Right. Um. I'm willing to bet. Mm-hmm. Let me let me just keep it a buck. Sound like a Snyder situation, but go them ahead. Sp- them sponsors coming back if if the Suns are winning, if if Devin Booker is an MVP candidate, if the De- uh, DeAndre Ayton is, you know, like if the team is cooking, these sponsors are coming. Um, these sponsors are coming back, or they're getting new ones. That's a that's a wild timetable right there too, because you're talking about maybe three, three or months. four. Yeah, yes. about three months yes. worth of games. Yes, because these that's niggas a, is, 
Because, That's a wild timetable. Yeah. Because you got to understand. I, well, and I and I don't say you got to understand because I don't fully understand it either. This is just theory. Yep. Um, sponsors. I don't believe corporations really give a fuck. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I think they pull out of these things because it's a bad look. But bad looks, you could just put makeup over bad looks all the time, and next thing you know, sure. But you it could be bad for business too, though. Too, sure, at the same but time. That, but but it only lasts for so long. Like, did Papa John's go out of business? Papa no. John's still flourishing, right? They flourishing, uh, yeah, and they and they and they sponsored by somebody else. Yeah, right. So they, I mean, they still flourish after everything. Yep. Uh, Lord Slim did, and he was wild and talking yep. crazy. They mm-hmm. did, they did the work, and now it's like that shit never happened. We don't even remember that it happened. And it's funny that we talking about that because I just was looking at a Papa John's commercial the other day, mm-hmm. and, and it almost got me like, damn, that pizza look good. I'm about to go get me some Papa John's, but I forgot. That's oh, a nasty pizza. I, I mean, I'm sorry, bro. I, I disagree. I don't think it's that. I, don't, I mean, I, I haven't had it. I haven't had it since it, uh, the whole shit happened. Yeah. But um, I remember. I don't remember it being disgusting. I mean, I don't. That pizza, ain't, that pizza ain't all that. But go ahead. Well, go none ahead. of that pizza is all that. In, in, the, in the grand <laughs> Domino's, none of the them them chain pizzas. None of them chain pizzas is no, all that. I, I, I like Domino's. I, I like Domino's. I mean, I'm a, I'm a New York guy, so you know, New York pizza is always going to be my first love. But if it was a chain pizza for me, like the best chain, like out of Domino's, Pizza Hut, Papa John's, like Domino's for me is, is it? Or Sabaro? I kind of like Sabaro too, but uh, I wouldn't put Sabaro in. In I mean, I guess they are a chain, but they're I mean, a chain. Yeah. yeah, they're a chain, but I wouldn't yep. put them in Pizza Hut. Papa John, you know, that territory. But I get you. I get you. Yep. All that to say is, is that sponsors do that because they don't because of how it looks on their patrons. But at the end of the day, patrons like like most of us mm-hmm. eventually do forget that that nigga was a racist or they they did this racist thing. And next thing you know, but without even knowing it, we right back to doing the same shit we was doing before they said the egregious thing. Right. So I say that to say. Um, what do we say to the owner who, you know, might one day say, well, I'm not done getting money with this team and I'm not going to sell the team. Well, and I, and I kind of snuck in a name there as you was going through your questioning. Um, Dan Snyder is kind of doing that right now. Like there have been protests for him to sell. There's people in the media calling for him to sell. Um, you know, we had, um, one of the former, um admin yeah. people on here shout out uh, to megan imbert right um you know she's putting in a movement hashtag release the report there's a lot of movements to get snyder to sell this football team and a dude is like i'm not selling and so at this point and 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 i guess the difference is too the the commodores are not a winning product right now compared to the Phoenix Suns. So as long as they keep losing games, and I don't know if you watched the Philly and uh, DC game, but Mm -hmm. Philly fans took over FedEx field. Yeah. You know, and I, and I know that happens and that's been happening for a while now. It's been happening for a while, but it's going to keep happening and it's going to be more obvious if they don't put a winning product on the field. And so I, I, I think, you, I think you're onto something where, you know, cause what FedEx is still kind of the sponsor that, you know, the stadium's named after FedEx. Yeah. Um, I know some other people backed out, but that was really more so because of the name change and right. not so much him selling the team. Right. Um, 
nobody has backed out yet of sponsorships from you know from this football team yet so and and they still putting shit product on the field and for all we know dan snyder still hasn't paid any uh repercussions for his behavior as the leader right. that's at the leader of that organization right so it's so so for me um uh in a in a in a in a terrible way it's like well God forbid, I ain't gonna say God forbid for I mean for the second commanders fans, but let these niggas start winning. Let mm-hmm. these niggas like let these niggas start winning or 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 make the seventh seed of the playoffs this year um for some reason. Man, yeah. even with the <laughs> even with the terrible even with the terrible uh stadium conditions, uh people falling off rails, people throwing stuff at, at players now, like even with all that going on, they become a seventh seed in the playoffs. And I, I, I bet some of these sponsors jump back on their dick. I, 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 I mm-hmm. feel it. I, I, I just feel that that that's going to happen. Um, yeah. I, I don't hear fans, and I don't hear fans in my community. I don't hear fans saying, "Oh, I ain't messing with them because uh, you know Slim Wow, what he treating women." Woo, woo, woo. Yeah. I mean, I didn't even see it when they wanted when the name changed. In fact. People in my community still call the commanders the Redskins because they don't yep. respect that name. Yep. Yeah, I, I don't respect it, and I'm not even a fan of the team. I, you know, where I was at with it. So, I wanted the Washington Red Tails. So all the, so all the, all the, um, uh, what do you call it? The uh, protest, uh, you know. And even though I know what necessarily a lot of people in my community, but all the protests for the name change for all these years, um, you get it. Um, and my, and I get, and I get my community ain't the only community that support that team, but they still, my community still call them the Redskins. Mm -hmm. My community still going to the games. My community, like, like if you watch my timeline about people, you know, how many people are at at these games and my, are they still, are they, are they still going to the games or or are they just still, or are they still fans that just watch from a distance? In my community, they are still going to the games. Okay. And the reason I say that is because when I watch these, you know, Commodore games on TV, and I see the other team's fans taking over the stadium. Sure. Or even if or even if it's a team like let's say Jacksonville. I, I think this is a good example because okay. Jacksonville fans don't travel the way Eagles fans travel, right. right? Right. So looking at the game last week, that stadium wasn't full to, to capacity. You mm-hmm. you kind of saw some obvious spots of empty seats throughout that stadium. Yeah. And it's been like that, you know, for a couple of years now. Um, so that's why I say, are we sure that they're still showing up the games? I'm not saying that they're not rooting for the team anymore. I'm just saying, are they still showing up for the games? That hasn't changed, but that, those empties, that empty seat thing hasn't Mm -hmm. changed, but it's been that way when we were all fine with them being the Redskins. Like you said, they, they have not been selling out for a while. Other teams, I remember the last time I went to a game when they played the Steelers and this was... I mean, well over over ten, 10 years ago, yeah, right? Well over ten years ago, yeah. And um, man, bad example I, because you know Pittsburgh everywhere they go, it's terrible towels everywhere. I don't know if it's a bad example because uh, it like like when we played Baltimore, mm-hmm. when we we went to a Baltimore Pittsburgh game years ago, and yeah. yes, they were in the building, but you still knew it was a Ravens 
game. You know what I'm saying? You still knew it was a Ravens game. Did you feel that way when you went to FedEx Field? No, that's 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 what I'm getting at. Okay, okay, all right. That's what I'm getting at. Like, um, I mean, I felt like um, because I remember Roethlisberger got hurt that game, and Byron Leftwich came in, and Byron Leftwich is from from the area. Yeah, and um, I remember like people was like. Redskins fans was mm-hmm. low key like yo that's you know slim from the city like we was they they was John cheering the Steelers on it was Redskins fans that was like not so mad at mm-hmm. the at the uh, Steelers you know coming back because we were down in that game yeah. coming back yeah because it was on the arm of somebody that was from the city and and I get why that could happen but at the same time it's a issue um, that Redskins fans or Redskins at the time. Uh, they have had that issue for at least 10 years, mm-hmm. is, is my point. Is my point. So it don't have nothing to do with the fact that Dan Snyder is, is a trash-ass person, or it doesn't even have anything to do with the fact that they, that some uh, fan, some people in the fan base have something to do, have an issue with them being called the uh, Redskins. Mm-hmm. It's just that they don't put good product on the field a lot of the time. Yep. And... And people don't want to see, and people don't want to see that. The parking's terrible. The yeah. the the food prices are. I, I heard there was the like they're the team that's food prices at the stadium is the most of any stadium. Yeah, they probably like that's to, like that's crazy. It is crazy. They trying to, but they trying to recoup because they ain't getting any ticket sales. Yeah, well, yeah, that's a good point. I would point imagine. Too. I mean, I don't that's know. A, I, I don't know. No, I mean, that's a good point. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that's, that is a good point. But I guess I'd go back a, you know, a few years prior to when you were talking about going to that Steeler game. Um, people complained about that even then. Yeah. You know, all while they go to the parking lot, they park, they, you know, they, they do the tailgate and, you know, they go through traffic and stuff like that. And people complained about it for a while. Yeah. I remember um, when I was working at an old company a few years ago, we had a bunch of, um, and, and you know what? Screw it. We had a bunch of Redskin fans <laughs> that I used to work at this company for. Mm-hmm. And they used to complain about how tight the seats were in the, in the upper bowl of the stadium. And uh-huh. I would imagine that it's like that even in the lower parts of the stadium as well. So it's, it's a bunch to complain about and, and, you know, they still support the team. They still root for the team. Um, But I, I think, I think that's probably an example of an owner saying, no, we not, you know, I'm not selling the team no matter how much you try to, you know, force me out. His pockets ain't been hurt enough. And and, and quite right. frankly, and quite frankly, I don't believe it's going to ever, ever be hurt enough. He's going to have to just one day be like, I don't want to do this no more for whatever reason. But I don't think it's yep. going to have anything to do with, mm-hmm. uh, the, you know, that the scandal of how he was treating women. And certainly because they changed the name to the commanders, they're not, he don't have that issue anymore. But I don't think. Right. They're gonna. I don't think they're gonna be able to get this done because he's standing on what he's standing on. The pockets and, gotta hurt. And yeah. but I don't think they're gonna. Like I said, I don't think they're gonna be able to hurt his pockets enough because people are still gonna patronize the product enough. Yep. Where his pockets is gonna be all right. And, and I think. Good. And I think in addition to that too, Snyder owns a bunch of other properties in the area. Also, I know he owns the radio, the sports talk radio station in D.C. And I know he owns a few other. Um, things in the area so it's like you're not gonna hurt him 
um, that bad, even if you do put like a proverbial dent in his wallet when it comes to the football team. He owns quite a bit more stuff. Yeah. And the dude's still trying to get a stadium down in Woodbridge, Virginia. <laughs> like, yeah. it's, it's it's crazy, man. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I, I, I kind of agree. It's going to be sort of like the same old, same old stuff, man. Um, and, and just thinking about the Clipper situation, you know, going back a few years ago. Um, and I know that they were able to force Donald Sterling up out of there. Um, they, they kind of rebranded and they were a good team. So yeah. I, so I think that's the more, and, and really it is the comparable situation to what, um, the Suns are going through right now when it comes to trying to put together a package to sell to somebody. Yeah. And, and yeah, I'm, I'm still on that train of, I'm, I'm hoping for somebody that's black and wealthy out there to form a group, get, you know, make a pitch, Byron Allen, Tyler Perry, somebody with some bread. Yeah. I, and you know, not to bring the bring, you know, not to talk in circles, but, um, Who's to say that Robert Sauver might not just wake up and say, you know what? I don't want to sell the team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is true. And yeah. what what's gonna happen? We're gonna we gonna do what we're concerned about is losing Jay Crowder. Yeah. Well, like, two two things can happen. Either sponsors stay place because, like you said, the team is good, or some of them just be like, you know what? We, we ain't gotta deal with this. And it's gotta be enough to make an actual statement like it can't just be one or two sponsorships you know what i mean it's got to be i mean and i don't know how many sponsorships the phoenix suns i have, believe but paypal i believe paypal uh dipped yes, out i believe they did. paypal dipped out and that and and i would imagine, that ain't big enough well i don't know i would imagine that that probably is i mean they had paypal on their jerseys um i know I would, yeah i, I know would imagine that that probably is a dent i don't know if that's a I, I would assume, and I don't that know. I agree with. This it's a dent for sure. Yeah, I would assume that PayPal is their biggest sponsor. That's my assumption. I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't have nothing to. Uh, but you don't put PayPal on your jersey. I don't think if mm-hmm. they're not, if not the biggest number two, they're not the second biggest. Uh, That's true. Sponsor. You don't just put somebody on your jersey if they're not uh, high in the uh, sponsorship percentage. No, no, that's that. That is true. That that is true. And I don't know that answer either. I don't know if PayPal is their biggest, you know, sponsorship. Usually, in in those cities where you have Fortune five hundred companies, usually those like top two, three companies that are like just in that city alone are nine times out of ten the top sponsors in that city for that particular team. Yeah. And I don't know if PayPal is like huge in Phoenix. I don't I don't know that to be the case. PayPal is huge everywhere. I mean, I, I it mean, is in that it ser- is. that service. Um, I, I think I would imagine that the only people that rival them in their industry is Cash App. And and after that is everybody, you know, is PayPal and everybody. Right. Else. Right. Right. And that's just. Uh, so I, I owe an apology to somebody. Um. I got to apologize to the Dallas Cowboys and I think everybody knows why. Um, We said this team was dead. We said the season was over back in week one when they lost Dak, you know, for a few games and they had Cooper rush come in these past two games and look, 
you know, they beat Cincinnati in which we, you know, we kind of trying to figure out who Cincinnati is at this mm-hmm. point. I'm still trying to figure out who Cincinnati is even after them beating the Jets on Sunday. And they play the Giants where we, we kind of said, okay, this was a winnable game for the Giants, yeah. but we knew that the New York Giants were sort of compromised because offensively they weren't doing much to the first two games. And quite frankly, they didn't do much um, in last night's game. So, right. um, so I, I want apology to the Dallas Cowboys. Nah. This season is still alive. At two okay. and one. Okay, if that's your apology, that we, but I still don't think they make the playoffs. So I, I, I kind of still. Stand I don't either. Stand. I don't I either. But I think they, I think they're more relevant. They will be relevant as the season goes on in terms of record wise. Because I think when Dak gets back, if they're let's say four and two or or five and two or whatever, I think they're going to be. I think they're going to be right there with the uh, Philadelphia for the division. Okay. Okay. So uh, let's uh, let's welcome our guest in here real quick. Uh, live from Buffalo, New York. Uh, we got the homeboy Andre Robinson right here uh, uh, from the Rise Up Family Sports Network. Uh, represents the Buffalo Bills. He covers the Buffalo Bills in the media. Andre, man, what's good, man? Thanks for hopping in for a few minutes. What's going on? Hey, what's going on? Can you guys hear me? Yeah, you, yep. you clear. You clear. Yep, yep you clear. You clear, you got, man. You got extra low end on your shit. Hey, I had to ask you because I'm at a Key Bank Arena right now covering the Buffalo Sabres. Oh, uh, okay. Preseason home game currently. Oh, you were? Oh, okay. Uh, I want to, I yeah, it's all good, man. It's all love. You know, the grind never stops, man. I uh, yes, appreciate you. Uh, thank you for having me on here. Um, it's phenomenal, phenomenal sports season coming up. I believe that. Yes, sir. No doubt. Yes, sir. No doubt. No doubt. Um, so uh, I want to start here first before we talk about the games and stuff. So um, the sports network, Rise Up Family. I see you guys on Facebook doing the Facebook lives a lot with a few other people. Um, tell us how you got that movement started. Well, uh, you know, the movement should have started a long time ago, but you know, sometimes it takes a little bit longer for us to get our lives together. So um, not to not to make this too somber, but uh, my brother and my uh, my father had passed away on the same day in, in 2016. Uh, tragedy, uh, gang violence. And then my dad had a stroke um, at that point in time. You know, everything has a message to it and a wake up call to it. Um, if, if you see it, though. Uh, I saw it as a wake up call. So I said, hey, listen, I don't got no more time to waste. I know what I want to do in life. I know uh, what I like to do. So I created uh, Rise Up Family. It started off with a selfie stick table, just on regular, you know, podcast, mm-hmm. hoping anybody would listen. Uh, that turned from, from that to internet radio. Internet radio turned into television. Television turned into writing for the Challenger News. Shout out to the Challenger News here in Buffalo, New York. Uh, and then after that, Power 96.5 uh, offered me an opportunity. Shout out to Mookie Hawkins and Pat Freeman. Uh, those guys, anchors, um, other sports stuff um, who mentored me. Some of them been to 20 plus Super Bowls. So um, just to be around great people, being mentored, allowed me to, you know, get to some of the places that I was able to get to. You know, they put me on. And then uh, 
because I believe in, you know, elevation, I decided, hey, I'm just going to put myself on. It's just not a me thing. It's a we thing. So I created the network in which is all over the U.S., continental U.S. We got people in Slovenia. What's the, what is that? That's the go horn, right? Okay, yeah. sorry for that pause, real quick. Um, but yeah, it turned into a whole entire network where people all over the U.S. Uh, now do sports shows. They ask us uh, how to start podcasts, things of that nature. Uh, we offer college internship here. Uh, or notification is board to that. So. That's how it started, but we want to continue to elevate. By the way, we just won an award here in Buffalo um, for a homage award here. So we are the award-winning Rise Up Family Sports Network, which I'm super happy about. Salute, salute. No doubt. Salute. Well, let me go ahead. I ain't going to hold you. I ain't going to hold you too much long. I see you busy. So we're going to get straight into the smoke. As you see, my partner is a Baltimore Ravens fan. And uh, you a Buffalo Bills fan. Is that correct? No, no, sir. Technically, um, in sports journalism, one thing I learned, uh, we, quote, unquote, uh, try not to be fans of the team we cover, quote, unquote. Um, <laughs> quote, unquote. Um, so we try to stay, you know, but, uh, unbiased with what we write, and what we put out as far as content when it comes to covering the team. Um, I'm a fan of the Sabres. I'm not even going to lie to you. I'm a mm-hmm. fan and I cover them. I've been covering them six years. I've been covering the Bills uh, the same amount of time. The UB Bulls, uh, Buffalo Bisons, uh, whoever's in the city, uh, I've been covering it uh, for about six years. So I'm a fan of the Sabres, though. I will admit that. Okay, okay. So, well, then we'll still we'll, we'll still review because you cover the team. How bad they going to beat Baltimore? <laughs> Um, ah, that's funny. So, so that's that's hilarious. And Trey Frazier, I know you a Baltimore Ravens phenom, uh, fanatic and and uh, <laughs> super fan. Uh, so you, uh, Maestro Styles, asking that question is hilarious. I see you like the fire start a little bit. Yes, um, sir. With that being said, I think it's I, I think it's going to be a really good game. To be honest with you, the Buffalo Bills got a lot of injuries and things that they need to address. Um, my my issue again going into Baltimore is you seen what they did uh, with Miami as far as that you know the practice squad defense being able to hold their own against Miami. Can they win the close games though? Mm-hmm. Buffalo, Bills, Buffalo Bills have not won not one close game in eight tries. They are zero and eight uh, as it stands mm. now. A lot of people was, uh, you know, a lot of people was talking about how last year or the year before in the playoffs, they beat Baltimore in the playoffs when, uh, you know, Trent Murphy decided to spear uh, Lamar Jackson in the end zone. We know how that that went down in Buffalo here. Yeah, yeah. But, but to me, that doesn't mean a hell of a lot when um, you have the amount of injuries that you have on one side as far as the Buffalo Bills is concerned. And Lamar Jackson is playing with a purpose. If yeah. if he is not the MVP right now in the league, I will be quiet and hush. That yeah. man the MVP, um, he number one for me. Yeah, that's a yeah. So right now he is on he is on a very, very, very um high level 
uh, playing at a very, very high, high level. And the Buffalo Bills going to have to be careful because Devin Duvernay and those guys are balling right now. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of people wondering if Lamar Jackson could throw the football. He can, folks. For those who keep asking that question, stop asking. It's uh, disrespectful uh, mm-hmm. at this point. Um, Mark Andrews, somebody that they need to watch out for. You know, uh, Bateman, Rashad Bateman, somebody they need to watch out for. Again, playing a good, a good um, Baltimore team with a with a phenomenal coaching and John Harbaugh for the most part. Um, did not like. I, I will be honest with you. Did not like that Baltimore let Miami win that game though. Mm-hmm. Was not okay. With of course, that. of course not. <laughs> but then it happened to the Bills, and then I'm like, well, maybe this is maybe Miami's on to something. Um, mm. But. Uh, I do – I'm going to be honest with you. I think this is a very close game. Whoever can make the most stops will win the game. Um, it's going to be a three-point game. I don't I don't think this is going to be a blowout okay. at all, by no means. Okay. Uh, yeah, so. and, and that's the thing. And that's why that's why I got my squad winning because – and I'm glad you brought up the whole thing where the Bills, when the game is tight, they just can't seem to pull those close games out because – I mean, you, you brought up the record. I mean, you're going back to last season where in their victories, they was blowing, you know, they was blowing teams out and stuff. So um, for me, you know, you're going to have to, you're going to have to stop Lamar Jackson for the Bills to really kind of win this game and kind of win going away because that's sort of been what the Bills have been doing, you know, in the past couple of years. And I just don't see that happening i i like you i do see a close game i do see a 3.4 point game going here and i just like my home team in in that situation bro oh yeah i don't i don't blame you for liking your home team i mean when was the last time the buffalo bills went to baltimore and won a football game Hmm. yeah i don't Hmm. think it's ever happened but we never had miami beat us in baltimore and look what happened so you know and we never won in we never won in Foxborough up until Sunday. So, you know, things things change, man. Records, you know, were made to be broke. So, but just not this week, bro. Just just not this week. <laughs> well, I, well, I will tell you something that's that looks very interesting. For the first time in a long time, the Buffalo Bills are the underdog this mm. week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't know that, but um, yes, they are. They are the yeah. underdog this week. Yeah, the injuries and and I think one of the one of the criticisms I have about the Bills and I think they put their roster together really great is that they have Josh Allen doing too much. Like he threw the ball 60 something times against Miami. Like you shouldn't be throwing the ball that many times in a ball game that's, you know, 17 to 21 or you know a ball game that's, you know, low scoring. So for me, they can't run the ball. And they've never been able to be the team that stays committed to running the football. I think if they had running backs that, you know, would be able to establish that and had a commitment to the run game, I think the Bills would be a whole lot more potent than what they are now. I heard you say something the other day about possibly making a trade for Kareem Hunt. I would actually like that for Buffalo if they, you know, made that midseason trade to go get Kareem Hunt. So Trey, you are right on the money with what you said. Nothing that you said is absolutely 
you know, nothing what you said is out of the way wrong. Uh, it's absolutely correct. And anybody who don't like it, too bad. If you're listening, uh, Bills Mafia fans, uh, what Trey said was real. Uh, first and foremost, the run game got awful. Let's just mm-hmm. be clear about it. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest about it. It's got awful. Devin Singletary is not a three-down back. He is one of those guys who, who gives you the LeSean type of running game. Zach Moss was supposed to be the power guy who's supposed to get you three, four yards in the red zone, punching those touchdowns. He has not proven that he can do that whatsoever. Um, he's missed multiple holes uh, that's been opening up, uh, has been opened up for him by David Quisenberry, Roger Sappho, and others. Uh, he has missed those holes. Um, mm-hmm. Me, personally, he's off the team if I'm the general manager. And mm. a big issue with the Buffalo Bills has been um, those organizational moves making organizational moves that, you know, get them over the hump. And secondly, making the right decisions during critical moments in close games. Sean McDermott has not proven that he can do that. And that's a problem. I mm. mean, 13 and three looks good, but when you can't win the close games, what does it matter? Right. Uh, 11 and six, 11 and six and 12 and five looks real good. But when you can't win close games, uh, you know, which like the game against Miami, that game back to you uh, when it goes to seating later on in the year. You know, when the playoff heat comes and the Buffalo Bills are number two or number three, you're going to go look back at that Miami Dolphins game yeah. and say Josh Allen threw the ball 63 times, went on second, third, and fourth and goal. It should have yeah. found the rock. It did not. Um, mm-hmm. That's a problem to me, that they are not, they are not uh, confident in their running game. They got a three-headed monster for a reason. James Cook was brought in for a reason. I'm not yeah. understanding. Please elaborate on why. Um, and in a heat, heat uh, stroke type of environment, we are passing the ball 63 times. Yeah. Makes mm-hmm. no sense mm-hmm. uh, whatsoever. So is there in any the symbolism? Is there any symbolism to that, to the last, uh, the last sequence of plays when he uh, missed the throw so terrible to lose the game? Any symbolism to that, you think? Absolutely, there's some symbolism to that. Uh, remember Tennessee Titans lost. We yep. all not remember. We all not remember what happened um, with Kansas City. Thirteen seconds, and the Kansas City Chiefs was able to beat the Buffalo Bills on thirteen seconds. Do we all remember that? Mm-hmm. I think we should yep. remember that. Um, the reason why you saw Ken Dorsey go off the way he did was because one play was ran in eighteen seconds. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make make sense. Make that make sense. That's bad clock management. Sean McDermott once again on the horn for late in the game. Uh, I call it choke sessions. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's a choke session. Uh, The games last year, Jacksonville stands out. Pittsburgh stands out. Tampa Bay stands out. Tennessee stands out. Those mm-hmm. games were choke sessions. Yeah. Late in yeah. game. Choke session. You cannot choke in pivotal moments and expect to be Super Bowl chance. Mm-hmm. You guys right now are the Super Bowl contending favorites. You can't choke the visual games away that you should have won, regardless if you had the practice squad on the team in right. Miami. It's right. another game Baltimore, that is a must-win in my eyes. It's a must-win early in the season. Damn sure a statement game. Yeah, damn absolutely. sure a statement game. Facts, facts should be should be the night game for real, but you know, is what it is. But um, 
But uh, yeah, we uh, I want to kind of get you out of here on this note here, man. And again, thanks for uh, yeah, you know, coming on you. with us, sure. you know, while you on the clock and, you, you know, you're doing your thing uh, at the Buffalo Sabres game and all that. Um, let me know who your top five Buffalo Bills all time are. Okay, so my answer to that question is real simple. Mm. I don't have a top five Buffalo Bills of all time. But I will say this. I do have a top five when it comes to journalism. You know what what my top five is when it comes to journalism? Okay. Shoot. Anybody who's doing something positive with their time and trying to elevate on this type of platform. So Trey, Trey, you, Maestro Styles, big ups to you guys. I want you to keep doing what you're doing. And anything that I can do, regardless if I'm on the clock or not, that uh, that you provides that uh, type of positivity, I'm always open for doing, no matter yeah. what, straight up. Black journalism, and I'm, I'm going to leave on this note, black journalism and having a voice in and things that we love is super important nowadays. Mm. So I'm I'm proud. I'm happy uh, to be here. And at any time, you know, Trey, you can hit me up. I'm I'm yep. good. Yeah. I'm good for it. No, I, doubt. no matter where I'm at. All right. No doubt. So no doubt. I, Appreciate I, I, that. All day. All, All day. right. No doubt. No doubt. All right. One um one last thing, man. Go ahead and plug your platform and uh, let the people know where they can find you at. Once again, I want to thank uh, Trey and and Maestro Styles for this opportunity to be able to once again talk about what we love. Um, I'm Rise Up Family. We Rise Up Family. Um, you can hit us up on, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We have a YouTube page as well, Rise Up Family YouTube page. Um, also, shout out to Challenger News, Power 96.5, Welcome Sports, Stadium Rant, uh, and all the the sports groups, Facebook groups that support us in positivity. Unity and community is what we're about. Let's continue this thing. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, man. Uh, thanks a lot again, man, uh, Andre. We appreciate you, bro. Yeah. We appreciate you coming on for a few minutes with us, man. Appreciate the opportunity. All right, man. Be All safe right. out there. All right, my guys. All right. All right. Peace. No doubt. No doubt. Uh, so that was Andre Robinson. Uh, Rise Up Family Sports Network. Uh, make sure y'all check out his Facebook page. They always do live feeds and, and you know live videos and all that stuff. And you can also find them on Twitter at Rise Up Family. So uh, shout out to Andre for that man. And uh, yo, that I think that's a that's a first. I think in the history of this podcast that uh, dude is you know on this platform doing an interview when he's actually working at a live game. I guess that's a preseason game or something. Cause I, I had no idea that the uh, NHL preseason was, you know, upon us. So sure. that's, I, uh, I don't watch hockey, so I wouldn't know. Yeah, I, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I had no I, idea. I know it's somewhere in line with NBA. That's all I know. Yeah. I, I, I knew that he was going to be live from the arena. I just didn't know that a game was going on. I thought maybe he was doing some kind of media stuff for, you know, some kind of a press conference or something like that. But, um, but, you know, shout out to him, uh, you know, for coming on the platform and all that stuff. Um, but I, I guess to kind of pick up from the conversation with uh, Buffalo and Miami, 
excuse me. Um, yeah, I mean, he brought up kind of what I was going to bring up to him um, right before he said it. Um, the Bills don't win tight, close football games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, I mean, you, you see it in the playoffs. I mean, we saw it against Kansas City last year. Um, well, yep. I, that's true. Mm-hmm. I, I, well, you know, well, I ain't going to say that's true. Like, I knew that, that, that they were 0 for 8 in close games. I didn't I know that. You know, Oh, I did the research, bro. Yeah, I'm I, sure. I did the, I'm sure. I'm I sure did the you research. just have a nigga to do that. But yep. our defense is also not playing great either. Um, that is a fact. Um, that's a fact. And I'll say this. They made plays against the Patriots when it looked like the Patriots was coming for us, but you know, the, in the but fourth the, quarter. Yes. And yes, the, I give you that. Yep. Also, that's the Patriots and Mac Jones. It's Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. No doubt. No, no, no doubt. Um, <laughs> no um, doubt about so, it. <laughs> so, so while I said how bad and, and obviously, well, not obviously, but I was joking. I, I got Buffalo winning, but I don't got them blowing Baltimore out. I, I, I just don't. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I do what I do think is uh Josh Adam Josh Adam may be a little hot behind that loss to Miami. Yeah, I've I've heard that narrative. I I've heard more so that the team is hot and no pun intended because they played in some heat down in Miami on Sunday. And I you know not to because I don't want to make excuses, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. You know, how long has the Dolphins been in existence? They've been in existence for a long, long time, right? Miami's been a hot city for a long, long, long time, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I think at this point, if you're the National Football League and you're a team that you know, A, in September, sometime it get 90 degrees, sometime it get 80 degrees, uh, like a hot, you know, hot 80 degree day. Mm-hmm. You 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 got to know. Okay, we got to prep. Like we, you know, we, we got to make sure we got plenty of water. That's a we got to make sure we got plenty of fans and all that. What's up? That's a team responsibility, though. I That's know. Buffalo's, I know. Yeah, but, but that. I know. Buffalo. But but people, but people, you know, the the players that go to Miami and they play that early game in September in Miami. Mm-hmm. Sometime they cramp up, and I and I get you can't help cramps. You can't stop cramps and stuff. Nope. Um, I saw some other players, you know, like Stefan Diggs Stephon was Diggs just cramps. on the, yeah, like, yeah, Stefan Diggs had cramps. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody else looked like they was dehydrated or something. Like you could, I mean, you could look at the team and tell like, they like, damn, like we, we're not ready for this. And I get it. They're not built for it. You know, they're, <laughs> you know, they, they play in a, in a city that gets about, 10 degrees come November. Like I, I get it. I get it. But I, I don't, I don't want to use that as an it's excuse not, for why it, the Buffalo Bills lost. And it's not, it's not an excuse. And, and, and quite frankly, uh, but I'm not going to act like it's not an advantage. Miami knows that they have an advantage yep. in September and September games for teams yep. who are not used to playing in that kind of heat. Um, yep. It's the same thing that happens when you play Northern teams in December. Yeah. If you are a team that's not used to getting that cold, when it's time to go play in December, New England has an advantage. Buffalo has an advantage. Green so, Bay has an Green advantage. Green Bay yeah. has an advantage. So, mm-hmm. you know, so I'm I'm not going to sit there and try to uh, shit on Miami for taking advantage of their advantages because yep. 
the up north teams do the same exact thing. So mm-hmm. you know that you know mm-hmm. that's just what it is. Buffalo and on the and on the flip side of that, I think the teams that aren't built for that cold weather, um, they make preparations so that they can be as equipped to deal with it as much as possible, and vice versa. You know, Buffalo, they try to make themselves prepared for the heat as much as they possibly can. But quite, but but still, there's no, there's no. Buffalo still has the advantage over Miami in December, just like Miami. Sure. No matter what, but how, no matter Absolutely. how Buffalo prepares, and not even saying that Miami's going to win every game because of the advantage. Right. But Miami is always going to have a, an advantage over Buffalo in September. Yep. Yep. That's just what. That's just the way it's going to be. Um. And you know, weather weather affects football games. Yep, what, yep. And 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 with that being said, with that being said, that was a winnable game for the Buffalo Bills on yeah. Sunday. Yeah. Um, you know, Tua goes out with a concussion. They say, you know, it was his back and stuff. I don't know what the deal is. They even wrapped it, they even wrapped there. his back in the post-game conference. Yeah, right, right. So I, I don't know what the deal is there because there's controversy that they didn't do the concussion protocol correctly and all that, but the kid wanted to go back in. Like, you know, uh, this, is, this is the biggest game. It's the biggest game of the season for them. Well, look, you know, um, if the, if it turns out that it's uh that he had a concussion and it wasn't diagnosed right, at the end of the day, they'll find him and that'll just be the end of it. Like, you know, sure. the, no, no, to me, like, no, no, pitch posh, no big deal. Like, They'd, yep. be right. they'd be they be yeah they they they'd be all right. like that, yeah, that yeah, that's yeah. not a big thing that's not yeah. I mean I'm not saying that concussions aren't a big thing but I'm saying at the end of the day um mm-hmm. they elected to let him go play uh, allegedly on a yep. concussion right nope I I got it and got he it. was good enough to win the game for for whatever it's worth I know he didn't mm-hmm. throw a lot and I hell they didn't even possess the ball a lot um but. You yeah, know, for what it's worth, they won. Yeah, the game. what was it? Ninety plays to like fifty plays or something like that. Uh, yeah, some something like ninety-one to thirty-eight. Some wild, some some some. Yeah, some, that's some that's a stuff. wild difference. Yeah, that's a, that's a crazy difference there. So yeah, Buffalo. How serious are we taking the Dolphins in playoff contention? Well, you know, I picked the Dolphins to be a wild card team, so. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't expect them to be three and no. Um, obviously, I thought we would beat them in week two. But I think what people have fantasized about how the Dolphins can look, I think we've seen that through three games. And, and maybe not the Buffalo game because Tyreek was quiet mm-hmm. um, in this game. But I think you saw potential um, against the Ravens in week two. I think you yeah. saw that potential of Waddle and Tyree kill. Hell and I yeah. think they're going to, they're going to do that to a lot more teams as you know, the schedule, you know, and comes down the pike. If they figure this running game out. Yeah. Yeah. Defense, it's it's going to be a problem. Good. Defense is good. Mm-hmm. They're good. They're, they're, they're good enough. They're, they, they, they got a good defense. Yep. Yep. So are you, are you changing the way you feel about the dolphins um, at this point? Um, no. no. Okay. No. Uh, okay. I mean, I mean, because in order for, I, I understand who the weak link in my predictions are at this stage of the game and I'm not changing that. So no. Mm-hmm. Now, when you say weak link, you're talking about a team that you predicted to go That's to the playoffs, go. Right. but that they would, don't look so. That would not have that would in turn not go because the Dolphins would go. So right, yeah, right. I'm not changing that. 
Yeah, yeah, I, but I know what you mean. And there's a team that right now, but I'm going to give them one more week, and that's the Las Vegas Raiders because I had them as a wild card team also, and they lost to the Titans on Sunday, so now they're 0-3. And usually you're 0-3, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to come back and, you know, make a playoff push, you know, to get a playoff spot. Um, I'll give them one more week, man. And, you know, if they win – then, you know, all hope is alive. But if they lose and you're 0-4 and you're in the AFC West, which I guess right now doesn't seem say. so daunting. It yeah. doesn't seem daunting right now. Sure don't. Um, I, I, I may have to rethink. I may have to hop off the Raider bandwagon if, if they go 0-4. But, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see yeah. what happens to the rest of the division. Um. I do want to give props to the Jacksonville Jaguars, though. I, I, yeah. I do want to do that. But but and and credit to them being uh what two on one, right? Two credit on to one them being two on one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember this time last year, and the uh, Carolina Panthers were three and zero, and um, mm-hmm. you know people were kind of making their uh, first quarter overreactions and maybe suggesting and I think Denver was even three and no last year too. Denver was three and no. Yes, they were. And I remember these overreactions, these media overreactions that had us have to talk about it last year. And this yep. this resembles, in my opinion, this resembles that type of uh overreaction. Mm-hmm. Um I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna overreact to Jacksonville being two on one. Um I think the Colts are going to figure it out. I think the Titans are going to figure it out, even though I had them going to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do think that that those teams are going to figure this out and Jacksonville will kind of go back into the uh, kind of where we projected them to go. Uh, but with that being said, Lawrence looked good with Doug Peterson. So I'm not, you know, I'm not going to sit here and act like I, I you know, yeah. I ain't blind. He looked good with Doug Peterson. James yeah. Robinson looks like, Looks good. James Robinson looks good. Mm-hmm. He's figuring mm-hmm. out with Christian Kirk. So I'm not going to act like I don't see that. But I, I don't have this. I, I don't have this team. Um, I guess you should give them flowers while they're earning the flowers. But I'm not going to sit here and overreact. Is you know, like I got this team being in some type of a hunt in December. I don't. Yeah. So I'm not going to change the way how I feel about Jacksonville. Even though I will acknowledge that through three weeks. They look like the better AFC South football team right now, um, given the other three teams and their play. Um, You brought up the three and O teams from last year. And I I think the difference between those three and O teams last year and this two and one Jacksonville team, I think, I think it's it's the new coach. I think it's the the play of the quarterback. But wasn't Matt Rule? Wasn't Matt Rule first year that? Three he wasn't a first year head coach. He was he was, he was a second year head a coach. Second year. Okay, okay. He was a second year head coach and Vic Fangio was there. I think that yeah, was his would, third year, yeah, something like that. Fangio. Yeah. So um so I, yeah, so I think there's differences between those three and no teams last year and this Jacksonville team that's two and one that looks like I mean, they look good. Like through three games, they look good. Um I'm not ready to jump on the bandwagon as far as them making the playoffs, but as you said, I'll give them their flowers right now. Um, that was a big win. Yeah. Um, and we know that 
Herbert was compromised. Um, and I'm not going to shoot part. him bail. No, that, that? no, because it, it, cause it wasn't just Herbert, though. Keenan uh-huh. Allen was out. Uh, sure. Uh, 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 they had, I, I'm, I'm, I just remember some, I, there were pieces uh-huh. missing on defense. Good, like, like quality pieces that were missing on that. So, look, um, yeah, I'm gonna shoot. I'm gonna shoot San Diego. I'm sorry, Los Angeles. I'm gonna shoot him a little bell. I'm gonna shoot him a little bell on that one. It is a statement win because of what we expect the Chargers to be this year. Yeah, but um, I there were a lot of people out in in that game. There were a lot of people hurt in that game, and then huh. there were a lot of people that oh. were hurt in that game. And I wish I could. I wish I had the uh, the uh, okay dr- drive to pull it up. Cause you reminded me about Keenan Allen, and yeah. so I, and I then think people but, started going out during in the game. People like like they were hurt. Got you. They, 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 got they, you. It wasn't just a just, Justin Herbert thing in this game. Got you. Okay, so because I'm I'm thinking about who was on the injury report, yeah. but you're saying it was people that were going out while the game was yeah like progressing that, like, right got like, you. like like for instance like if 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 you can you know not to you know twist the knife a little bit, but if you can if you can uh, understand Baltimore's fourth quarter collapse against yep. Miami. You can uh, then, and then I think you can understand why the Chargers lost against Jacksonville this week. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, because yeah. I, I I didn't um because I I didn't watch a lot of that game. I saw maybe a little bit of the first half, and then I had to run out. And so when I got back and I saw the score was thirty eight to ten, I was like, oh snap, like. Yeah. Jacksonville really put it to these dudes. And then, um, like I said, I knew the quarterback was compromised. I knew Keenan Allen was not going to play. But yeah, I didn't, I didn't know people went out during that game. So, um, so that, that certainly does make a difference because I ain't gonna lie to you, bro. I was, I was coming for the smoke for Justin Herbert and the chargers because, you know, probably next to the bills in Kansas city, they have one of the more talented rosters Mm-hmm. on in this league and if you have something wrong with the quarterback maybe he can't go or maybe he's a little bit compromised then I would expect the other pieces around the quarterback whether it's offense defense to kind of pick the slack up against a team like Jacksonville that's a good like turning out to be a yeah. good team still up and coming I would team. say they're playing well I'm not gonna call them a good team yet I'm gonna say they're playing well Right. Playing well. You know, you look around the league. I talked about Dallas. Dallas has got Cooper Rush as their backup quarterback. They're winning these games with them. And albeit the competition's not as stiff, but the defense for Dallas is stepping up in these moments when, you know, when they need to. And and, and so if, if you're the Chargers and you run into something like this again um, and, and, and God forbid, you know, no more players get hurt during the game. But I think the Chargers are built to where the quarterback goes down, they got enough around, you know, to to get some W's in, okay. in my book anyway. Okay. Okay. So um what 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 other games uh you know caught your eye on Sunday? Um I I, I think you covered them, but I but I think it's important to highlight that um if if Lamar Jackson is number one in your book as far as MVPs, Jalen Hurts got to be number two right now. Facts. Big big facts. He got to be number two right now. Um, Jalen Hurts is is balling. Yeah, is balling. Yes, balling. Look, yes. I get and and the commanders are the commanders. We ain't, we ain't got no need to talk about them. But mm-hmm. um, Jalen Hurts is his 
the way he dealt with Minnesota, uh, he he's balling right now, and he yeah. and he made quick work of, of Washington in DC. Yeah. He made quick work and of that him. defense, yeah, and that, yeah. and that defense, you know, like got after it. Yeah, like, so yeah, he made. But the fact that they're beating good teams in like Minnesota, but then making quick work of the teams that they should be making quick work of. Mm-hmm. And at the production that Jalen Hurts is producing at, um, yeah, he's definitely got to be looked at as number two in the MVP race if we're doing that this early. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's Lamar Jackson and, and then it's Jalen Hurts number two for sure. For sure. Yeah. 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 No question about it. Um, and just to, just so I can give Lamar his flowers for the performance on Sunday against New England, five touchdowns, uh, one running, four throwing, um, the defense, uh, stepping up in the fourth quarter. Uh, Marlon Humphrey is healthy now. Marcus Peters played in the fourth quarter next to Marlon Humphrey. Uh, we made some plays defensively, and I get it. It's Mac Jones. Um, but that moment was coming for the defense. Like, I watched the third going into the fourth, and, like, that moment was coming. Like, Patrick Queen missed a, a, a short pick six. Mm-hmm. When they when when the Patriots was in the red zone, and Patrick Queen like he he had the ball and then he dropped it like it would it would have been going the other way, making a house call, um and then right after that they scored a touchdown and then they cut that deficit to five points and then you're like oh snap like we we about to go through this thing again, and then the defense shows up with some plays and Lamar closes it with the touchdown so, mm-hmm. um so we we get out of there that's the first win in the history of the Ravens at that stadium. So, you know, that that's dope. But, yeah. um, you know, we, we got bigger fish to fry uh, week four, man, in the Buffalo Bills. So um, so I guess I wouldn't be a fan if I don't talk about Pittsburgh uh, getting their boots smoked. And I get it was a close game, but our boots, we got our boots smoked. Um, uh, mm-hmm. And it was and, 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 and the score doesn't indicate that it was a close game because they got a little I agree. score. But it was a it was a closer game than the score than the score showed. Um, mm-hmm. In short, um, look, man, the defense is on the field too much, and that's Matt Canada's fault. Mm-hmm. Um, period. Uh, I know last I know last week I was kind of talking about um, you know where where I stand, like what I met, what I fire Canada first, or what I bench Trubisky first. Yeah. Um, I, I think. I'm at the stage of I would fire Matt Canada now. I I, I think I think hmm. I think that's where I stand now. Okay. I think so. I are you uh, so? Because I feel like if I had to choose, and and, and by the way, I'm just yep. saying if I had to choose. Sure. What I feel like right now is that we need is is three games. Um, Mitch Trubisky. I know on the stat sheet it didn't show that he played a better game, mm-hmm. but. They moved him around the pocket. He got throws made. Deontay yep. dro- Deontay Johnson dropped some some key some key uh, passes. Mm-hmm. Um, Nick Chubb is Nick Chubb, but the idea that uh, Njoku got off the way he did, and the idea that um, Mark Cooper and, I, and and that's not shade of Mark Cooper because Mark Cooper is a good receiver. Yep. Um, but the two the first two touchdowns. <laughs> They just they just lined up. They just put Ter- Terrell Edmond play made him play off of Njoku and Amari Cooper both times, and yep. it was an easy toss and catch. It was just um, 
it wasn't schemed well, or maybe the offense was schemed, you know, was just schemed that well. Right. But whatever it was, um, that shit irritated the shit out of me. Secondary didn't have a great game. Um, didn't have a great game Thursday, and then we won the field too long. And then Nick Chubb is a top five running back in his league. Mm-hmm. And then all of it, and then uh, Jacoby Brissett, you know, he didn't have to. We didn't put him in a situation where he had to make any like, like he had, he made some key third down throws. That, that I was gonna say he made some throws made in some that key, game. Yeah, 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 I mean, yeah. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm talking mm-hmm. about the four because what I was talking about last week, I was talking about the for the marbles throws. You for know the what I'm moment, saying? yeah, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. For the, like you know the game, the throws that uh, dictate the the game being won or lost, and, yep. and, and you know what I'm saying. And we couldn't even get them in a situation like that. Because we couldn't stop Nick, Nick Chubb, we were on. I mean, and we were doing good with Nick Chubb early on, mm-hmm. but the longer we got to stay on the field because we constantly getting three and outs so, or uh, or one first down in a possession, it right. just it just keeps falling back on the defense. We are on the field way longer than any team in the NFL right now, mm. like way longer, like mm. way longer. Um, like that's a that's a true stat. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just watching the game, but I am watching the games. Right, right. We are on the field way too long. We on the field mm. way too long as a defense. It's, I can't even really say that this defense is bad. This defense is tired. Mm. They fucking tired, man. Just they picking up the slack. Yeah, <laughs> they up, tired. They tired, up man. Slack. So something's got to happen with um with this play calling. I I don't I don't know. I mean, I like that they made attempts this week this past Thursday to, you know, do some things that Mitch Trubisky was comfortable with, but then they mm-hmm. kind of but then they kind of went away from it. Right. And 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 then Jalen Warren was having a was cooking. He was having a mm-hmm. a, a bit of a game. I did yeah. not see him in the second half at all, like a lot at all. And right. I'm thinking like, oh, we see it. And I get he fumbled early in the second half. Yeah. But then after that fumble, we didn't really see him anymore. And it's like, all right, he fumbled. I get it. But come on, bro. We can't deny that his fumble was off of a 30-yard run. Mm-hmm. And we hadn't been getting that all season. Yeah. So it's like, you know, you know. And to the so, people, I'm sorry. And to ahead. the people that are now saying that Jalen Warren should be our starting running back over Najee Harris. Come on, y'all. Oh, I didn't hear that. It's still his fan shit. It's still... Okay. It's It's, it's the fan base. It's the fan base. shit that I'm seeing in timelines. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cut the book. Like, cut the shit. Please, cut the shit. I get it. Jalen Warren is... He has played better than we expected. His pass protection is looking real good right now. Looking Mm -hmm. real good. Uh, I get why he reminds you of James Conner. I all those things I understand. He's come on, let's let's not do that to Najee Harris. I hit Najee Harris ain't just do what he did last year with no line and nobody that pushed the ball down the field. So everybody knew it was going to him. He was faced eight man boxes all year last year. Let's not act like he wasn't like number four, number five in the league in rushing yards. Like number five or something like yeah, that. Yeah. On think. on an eight man box, damn near his whole damn near the whole season. So Calm down. Slow down a little bit. So, because I feel like this question is going to come up every week as the Steelers plays games and especially if they when they lose games. Right. So um, is it picket time or 
are you just going by what coach is saying? Because I hear coach. I'm riding with my coach. Committed. I'm I'm a ride yeah. with my coach, and the reason why I'm a ride with my coach is because what he's saying is factual. Week one, trash. Week two, trash. Week three, mid. Mm-hmm. Mid. You know, because they saying? tried different things. Because they, they tried because they did things with him yep. that make that make that he want to do like that that he wants to do. Mm-hmm. So I so with that being said, um, still his fan base just calm down. This coach, look for all his flaws, he has not had a losing season, and there is a reason mm-hmm. why he hasn't had a hasn't had a losing season. And all these teams weren't good teams on a talent level. Let's be very clear. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? This wide receiver core. This is what I will say about the wide receiver core. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it 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 is officially put up a shut up time in my eyes because I like Deontay Johnson, I like Chase Kate Claypool, but um, y'all 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 not showing up. Y'all not showing up. It, it's just mm-hmm. no other way to slice it. They're, y'all not showing up. Y'all not showing up. It's put up a shut up time. Like I get it. Everybody wants to talk about the weapons we have, and, and they are weapons. But at, at some point, at some point, you got to take the next step. And it's time for Claypool, more so Claypool and Deontay Johnson, but both of them. It's mm-hmm. time for y'all to take that next step, period. You can't you can't have Mitch Trubisky running for his life, throw a dime. He threw a dime, a dime to Deontay Johnson, and that thing just, you can't mm-hmm. do it. You, mm-hmm. not, not at that time in the game. You can't do it. We might be talking about a different game if Deontay Johnson catches that that uh, that bomb that Mitch threw and he mm-hmm. dropped it and 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 it's it's like a it's like getting kicked in your chest. So y'all got the Jets coming to Pittsburgh, right? Must this coming win. Sunday. Must must win. Do you understand me? Must uh, win. Yeah, yeah. I, I I think from the standpoint of the division and who the our opponent up, is and our upcoming yeah. schedule and our upcoming schedule. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, y'all got Philly. I see Philly. I see Miami. Buffalo. Um, Buffalo. Yeah, Buffalo. The next week after. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, must win. Must mm-hmm. win. Must yeah. win. Yeah. Good. Good point about the schedule. Um, but yeah, I. I mean, I don't know because we know the Jets are the Jets. Um, I. I feel the same way about them that I did before week one. Um, I know that they're trying to get Zach Wilson out there this Sunday. Cause I think that was the timetable for him to come back was week four. Now nah, keep him on the bench one more week. Cause we, cause Pittsburgh, we need this win. And I know Joe Flacco didn't play a great game. Um, like they play they a say, terrible game. Yeah. I, yeah. They say anytime he get hit, he just lose the ball. So I'm going to need him. I, I, I'm going to need him to play Sunday. Played a, played a terrible game on Sunday. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, um, you know, we'll see about that. I, I listened to the folks back home. Um, they want they want Wilson yeah. out there. Out they there, want yeah. him out there. As they should, I, by the way. Even yeah. if Flacco was playing decent, um, we know Joe Flacco was the answer. So, right. So, you know, right. like, you need to get your guy out there. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you got to know if Wilson's the dude. I mean, you drafted him to be the dude. And now it's it's just time to I don't and I don't know I don't know how fast he's healed from the preseason injury, but they they got to get they got to get the kid out there. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't know what the coach is. I don't know what the play is. You Unless know he I mean? ain't ready. I mean, he must. I would assume he's not ready. That's what I would assume. Mm. All right. 
I, I guess for your sake, you hope he's not. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I like the, I like the idea. I like the idea of Joe Flacco dropping the ball every time he get touched. I like the idea of that. When you when you look at the Jets receivers in their backs, um, there is potential. Yeah. Like I've watched some of their games and their tight end they, is. I had to, I, I I picked up their tight end. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, there, there's potential with those, you know, with those pieces on offense. So if you get a younger quarterback in there that can move around better than Joe, um, that can process things faster than Joe, then if you're the Jets, you got to get that man out there, man. Yeah. So, sure. um, yeah, I'm 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 good as far as the NFL is concerned, uh, sure. as far as you know, recapping and stuff. Yeah. Um. So I, Brent I, I, I guess you a fucking sucker. I. I <laughs> Oh, Maestro's trying so hard to not talk about Ime Udoka. I get it, bro. I, I I get it. I I totally get it. I, I me personally, I don't I don't want to talk about the scandal. I don't want to talk about who he was with and you know and all that stuff and how he moving throughout the organization. I I don't want to talk about any of that stuff. It, it, there's two things that I want to talk about. Um. I want to give Nia Long her flowers because I don't feel like I've ever on this platform have I given Nia Long. That's you just said we wasn't going to talk about Nia Long. No, no, no. I said I don't want to talk about Ime Udoka and how he's been moving in the organization okay. and stuff. I don't want to talk about that. Um, I, I want to give Nia Long her flowers, which I'll do in a second. But the first thing I want to talk about is what does this whole thing now psychologically do for the Boston Celtics as a basketball team moving forward in this upcoming season? Because, I mean, I don't know who this coach is that they got, you know, taking place with him. Um, I do know that Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and some of the other guys were real, like, close to Udoka, like they had that chemistry going. Mm-hmm. I mean, hell, they they went to the NBA finals, right? Mm-hmm. And so now, you know, he's not there. You're bringing somebody else. Um, this is happening on the eve of, you know, and preseason's coming up, you know, yeah. in a few weeks and stuff. Yeah. Um psychologically, man, <laughs> I, I don't I don't know that the Boston Celtics can navigate this thing, bro. Like I'm looking at I'm looking at the Eastern Conference and I know people have kind of pegged them as like the favorite before all this stuff, you know, came up. Um, I I got news for you, bro. I think the Nets have usurped the Boston Celtics in terms of the standings in the Eastern Conference. Mm. Like it's like it's Milwaukee, then it's Brooklyn. Like if you're looking at top two in the East. Okay. I think I think it's Milwaukee and I think it's Brooklyn now. I, I, I don't know that Boston can navigate this thing. Well, I thought it was Brooklyn anyway. So let me just let me just say that's how I felt about it. I think it's Brooklyn Mill I think it was Brooklyn, Boston, mm-hmm. Milwaukee. And who and then you line up everybody else how you want to line sure. them up. But yep. um but uh with that being said, uh, I mean I agree, man, but Boston has to. I don't think Boston takes a not making the playoff type of elite, you know, drop. I think uh, they yeah, take, I, I agree. Think they take, I think they take like a. But I, if are they are they like a five a six seed maybe now? Uh, I, I 
I don't know this nigga, the coach. I mean, I don't know this. I nigga. don't either. Right. Um. Um. I don't know what his coaching expertise is. Um. I don't know. I mean, I would imagine that they had that he has some type of a relationship with the players. I would imagine that um some of uh, Ime Udoka's co uh uh teachings mm-hmm. have rubbed off on this guy. Whoever the hell is. Do you even know what his, what his name is? Uh, I've heard his name a few times, but I'm just not going to remember it. So look, look, we're look, just going to call him that guy, whoever for, he is. For all intents and purposes, whether I like Boston or not, Boston has always been a uh, uh, a franchise that know what they're doing, know how to handle themselves in the midst of whatever's going on outside. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't mm-hmm. think I don't think that. Um, I don't think so much that psychological. I mean, I think they'll be affected psychologically, but I don't think it'll be nothing. What we're talking about, you know, they are a bad team this year. Like they in a playing or yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, right. No, I think they'll still be one of the top six, um, and and you know whatever. And and then you know once you're there, you got a shot. Uh, yeah. With that being said, obviously you're gonna miss. Ime Doka is a good coach. That's just what it is. There's no mm-hmm. other way. That's just. There's no other way to slice it. Right. Um, he's a good coach who has a relationship with him with his players, and that that thing jailed within the course of that season last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so with all that, that's just that's just what that is. Um, I think there'll be. But with that being said, uh, I don't think his absence is going to be something that takes them out of the playoff realm. I just don't think they'll be a top three team. They'll be fine though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think like you, I think they they take a step back. I don't think it's that drastic that they take a step back unless one of the two stars requests a trade or something crazy like that. Um, I will say this though, Trey. What up? I don't know that Ime Udoka's job is safe. I don't think. I think this goes beyond a suspension. Oh, look, I, I think, and and you're about to force me to kind of talk about <laughs> the the suspension, whatever, but. Um, when, when that news first came out about the one year suspension, my initial reaction was, well, why don't you just fire him? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you're letting one year go by and then he's coming back and now you're going to have media ask questions about, yo, like what was really going on and stuff. And now you're causing more of a distraction a year later after, you know, they didn't got through all that. Um, for me, it's look, just, just, just fire, just fire him. I'm, you know I'm, I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm gonna just tell you what I, and, and we don't have to go too deep into what happened and what allegedly happened, but I'm gonna say this. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Boston Celtics are intentionally attempting to drive his stock down. They're going to fire him and they, and with the intent that nobody's going to really want to put their hands on him after they fire him and after he hasn't coached for a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because if the reports are if any if there is any semblance of truth to the fact that Ime Udoka was hitting uh somebody wife that was mm-hmm. in the organization, mm-hmm. I would think that gang they gonna gang up on the one year black dude, mm-hmm. and yeah. that's just what I think, and that's mm-hmm. just what I think. I think that he hit somebody, he hit the wrong staffer, because mm-hmm. that's because that's we gotta go, we gotta go into it. Workplace relationships happen all the time, whether it's with in the whether it's uh, 
you know, acceptable, whether you got your bylines that go against it or you don't. Yeah. It happens all the time, and it's a slippery slope that people don't want to get into unless it affects the team. They could yep. have very well kept this quiet, and nobody had to know shit about it. Mm-hmm. Like Stephen A. was saying, nobody had to know shit about it, but you, I think that the Boston Celtics put this out to defame Ime Udoka's name, then mm-hmm. they suspended him. They're going to play all these games. And now Matt Barnes on, on Instagram talking about it's deeper than just him right. sleeping with some random uh, some random staffer. It's deeper than that. And the, the sexual harassment has now been thrown around in this story. So, and, yeah. and, and all because what? Your girl chose? Because yeah. your, your wife chose? Even yeah. though it, it was a con, not, I, I'm, no air quotes. It was a consensual relationship. Mm-hmm. Your wife chose to be fucking on email. You doka, you salty, and now you try and ruin that man's career. I'm not. That's 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 what I think. Period. That's what okay. I think. That's okay. what I think. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's what I think. I look, look. I I I've had a bunch of conspiracy theories going through my head. Um, you know, just as the information on a daily basis kept changing, because like you said, it went from he violated the policy. It was a consensual relationship. And at that and at that point, I was like, well, you could have just kept this in house like this didn't have to be a story in the media. You know what I mean? You could have just dealt with it under wraps. My other thought about it was, is, well, one year suspension for something like that, like that's a an excessive relationship. That's an excessive punishment for that, right? And then the next day, now they're talking about there was a investigation going on, like this was happening since the month of July. So you're talking three months ago. Um, it's a stat. It's it's a a wife to one of the upper. Yeah. I guess management people. Yeah. Uh, Matt Barnes was defending Udoka, and then he had to wipe out his video on Twitter and do a new joint saying, "Yeah, I know some information, and I can't defend that." So the information has just been changing like daily and stuff. And so, um, you know, for me, and if we want to get into conspiracy theories, would it would it shock me? If the Boston Celtics upper management was jealous of Ime Udoka because in his first year he took that team to the finals and in that nothing, city, and he hitting all y'all wives, yeah, like it, like could, could could it be that that he, you, you guys are jealous of a black man that took <laughs> this team to the finals? Yeah, it's possible. It's it's very it's it's highly possible. Um. I do think a lot of things can be true at the same time also. Sure. sure. You know what I mean? Sure. But, I mean, every by the time. Way, if it comes out, I'm sorry, if it comes back that he a nasty nigga, I will gladly recant everything I just said. Mm-hmm. Gladly. And I'd, mm-hmm. bag, and I'd bash him if it came out and I believed that he was a nasty nigga. I'd gladly walk all this back like I never said it. Mm-hmm. But right now, as it stands... Mm-hmm. I, I think once I heard that he hit or allegedly hit a, a person in a high place wife, I said, oh, these niggas hating. Mm-hmm. These niggas hating because the, the girl is choosing. 
And and mm. you won't got no like, bro. Why are you gonna mess up good business because of that? I get it happens all the time. I'm just saying it does. It does. And you know we can bring up examples. Um, Eric Spolstra dated a cheerleader on the Miami Heat, and and I think they got. I, I don't want to throw out false stuff, but I don't. I, I, but I th- I think they got married at, at some point. But this was years I, ago. Yeah, and, and I need, and I need, I, and that's not even deep because the cheerleader wasn't dating somebody's. You know, you know, right. married to somebody's a higher, uh, somebody in a higher position. At the same right. time, at this, and then, and then, and then, Trey. I'm sorry. There like, you go I, doing it again. There you yeah, go doing it again. Because <laughs> I, I, I really try to stay away from it because I know one is messy and two because it's not. It's just not the bigger story. It's just it's not the more important story. Let me say it is the bigger mm-hmm. story. It's not the more important story. How? I lost my thought. How? Bro, bro, I'm gonna need you to have to talk. What's up? What up? I'm what up? I remember what my Ime, point was. Okay. Ime, okay. Udoka, and so I'm. I'm gonna bring this point okay. up while you're okay. thinking about okay. that. So, um, so when I brought up the information about the investigation, and now it's sort of turned into this uh, sexual assault kind of a thing so and and i think that's the, i think the most current piece of information we got on this story and it turns out that maybe it wasn't consensual at, at that point i don't know you know what way to you know feel about that but there's just there's just too many layers to this thing where you know everybody's kind of walking back their original you know feelings about it you know what I mean? Like, you know, we just talked about Matt Barnes um, wiping out his video and stuff. And so it's just new. It's just new information. You got Stephen A. and Malika Andrews going at it. I would love to take. know. I would love to know who told Matt Barnes what, because now I'm feeling like I'm feeling like mm-hmm. somebody who was on the side of email or who was on a contrarian to email Doka. Mm-hmm gave Matt Barnes some information for Matt Barnes to recant what he said before. Mm, that's that's a good point. I mean, you know how these guys, these former players, they know people. You know, that's that's one thing with, you know, with these kinds of relationships is yeah. that you're a former player, you work in media, but you got sources within organizations that, that can spin be, their narrative. Yeah, right. They they can spin the narrative. Um, depending on who the source is, you know, they could talk to an assistant. They could hell, they could talk to the janitor and 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 get information, and they could you know spin it, you know, a certain way to make it look bad. Um, and look, I, I, I don't want to pretend like I know Matt Barnes and like what his feelings are about you know black empowerment and you know black people getting their flowers and getting leadership roles and things like that, but. I, I would just have to imagine if Matt Barnes is recanting what he thought about Ime Udoka, then I mean that that's a that's a that's a huge it's a huge statement it's a, it's a huge indictment on Ime you know Udoka. what we made yeah on on Ime Udoka um, you know he deserve I think he deserves punishment but this story 
doesn't have to be I'm big than what it is. Trey. It doesn't. I, I'm going to keep it a buck, Trey. I don't know that he even deserves punishment. Well, if it's a policy, again, they, they said it was a policy, a conduct policy of some kind that you can't. Do you think it's do you think do you think that's just a Boston Celtics policy? Um I think it's just a Boston Celtics policy. I, I don't see. think it's league wide. I do I think, think there may be other teams that maybe implement that same policy, but I don't think all 30 teams have that particular policy. Yes, but but you're right. So let's be clear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Boston Celtics are not the only team that that imp- implements that policy. It might not be a league thing. Might not. I don't know. Might right. not. But I am damn sure that out of thirty of or twenty nine other teams, the Boston Celtics are not the only team that um, implements that policy. And to go further, yeah, what you're hearing, what you're hearing around sports circles is this is such common practice. Hmm. I mean, hell, Jeannie Buss and Phil Jackson. I mm-hmm. mean, this is such common practice. Like, she hired the nigga that she was fucking. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, come it, on. It, it happens. It, like, it, 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 it happens, yeah. It's common fucking place, dog. Like, it, mm-hmm. it's, I mean, you see, I, I could tell you stories for days about, you know, not even players who per se made the team, but practice squad players who end up dating uh, mm-hmm. cheer, cheerleaders, or or you know what I'm saying? Like, right, like it, right. it's so much. It, it's so commonplace. Hell, I ain't gonna say that, but hell, I mean, not just in sports, music, every every place at mm-hmm. work. You know what I mean, it, nah, bro. It, I don't. It's it's, it's okay yeah. if you're going to punish them because you feel like you are stern on that policy. I mm-hmm. I ain't gonna shade that. I ain't gonna shade that. But there's no way, there's no way you're gonna tell me that this came out and Boston's media team didn't leak it. The Celtics yeah. didn't leak yeah. it. Yeah, no, no, no. The Celtics leaked that, and they and they denied Why? that when they were talking. They denied that. Yeah, and I said, lying. y'all, y'all, some filthy liars. Yeah. Cause... Why? Because why? Why would? Why? But why would you do that to the coach that just got y'all to the finals? You know why? Because he was hitting your wife. And you were salty. A bunch of a bunch of liars. That it yeah. came from it came from the Celtics. It might not have been those particular people in upper management, but it came from within that organization. They're talking about this chick was handling all Neil Long's travel plans and all that. Like, hey, bruh. Mm-mm. Yeah, I didn't even know about that. But, but I mean, yeah. it's all a legend. We don't know what's real and what's fake right now. But right, these right. are some of the things, see, but some of the things that's been reported. It's 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 crazy, bro. It's crazy. Yeah, bro. yeah. It's 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 wild, man. It's you know, I, I and I I hate you know. Again, you know, half the league has black coaches now. It's a great thing. It's a it's a it's a beautiful time to be a black man in a leadership position in the NBA because fifteen teams have black head coaches, and it's it's great. It's it's wonderful. Um, going into the season. And I'm excited about the upcoming season, too, not just because, you know, I'm interested to see how my Knicks do with the new additions and stuff, but just the league in general. I'm excited about, you know, how these teams are going to do with some of their changes. And this story, which really should be a non-story, is the thing that people are going to talk about when the season starts. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? Like we we like when when TNT starts, you know, their kickoff, you know, whatever day it is, Tuesday or Thursday, when they premiere their first game and stuff. You don't think EJ and Charles and Shaq and Kenny gonna talk about it? I hope not. You know what I mean? But you know they are because I think people in general want to hear what they gotta think about it, what they I, think about it. I hope not. I just say I hope not. Cause I, I know. Off, Cause hit, well, kick. I mean, kick off. Tip off is when late October. Late October, something like that. I, maybe I, the twenty second. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe this dies down. Maybe this fizzles out. I mean, he. I mean, because at the, where it stands now, he's already suspended. He, right. That's that's done. The punishment is the the at least the ex, uh, initial punishment is doled out. Yeah. Um. You know what I'm saying? If nothing else comes from this story. He'll just quietly sit down and be suspended and, sure. buy, and and he'll have we'll have a month to be over this shit. I hope. If nothing else comes out, then I I would think that maybe they'll just say this guy's coming in for Ime Udoka and just kind of keep it moving. Yeah. But yeah. if something else develops from this, the way they, especially the way they're talking about it. I know. I know. If if something else develops, then you you're gonna hear those guys talk about it. And and I and I really I really feel that way. I think mainstream, I think people who are more casual fans who like yeah. those guys, yeah. they want to hear what they think about it and well, what they have to say about I it. I mean, obviously it's a juicier story than uh white people stealing from poor people or rich people stealing from poor people. So, Unfortunately. Yeah. Cause that happens all the time, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the, the the reason I said earlier that I I wanted to give Nia Long her flowers is because I don't think we've and you know we're not TMZ or anything like that. But I, I just got to thinking before we you know got on this podcast earlier. I'm I'm thinking to myself what what were some of Nia Long's best movie roles? Not movies, but her best movie roles and I, I got a top three and i know i'm throwing an audible out there but you know I, i'm hoping you you know play along you, you look like you don't want to play along because <laughs> bro what the fuck <laughs> all right go ahead go ahead go ahead you, you look hey, like bro, you go just ahead cook. go ahead cook bro i i i'm sorry i i didn't mean to show that on my face <laughs> no it, it's cool i'm not, i'm just saying you don't look like you want to dive into this I don't want to no. talk about Nia Long at all because, and I tell you why, okay. um, for a few reasons. For a few, okay. well, not a few reasons. For 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 two reasons. Okay. Um, one, one mm-hmm. is this is a. I would imagine that this is a troubling and sensitive time for her. Um, of course, you know she released a statement basically saying, um, you know. That you know, I need to be private, but I'm glad people are supporting me. But this is, a, you know, a, a, you know the the the, right. the vanilla the vanilla statement. Right. Tough time, you know. Thank you for supporters. Woo, woo, woo. But it was also it's also been reported that they was moving. She was moving to Boston to go live with him and the child. You know, obviously, yeah, they're not married. They've been engaged. They've been engaged, but they got a child together. That yep. all that. And um, secondly, because I don't want to seem like. I'm about to shit on Nia Long, so I don't want to talk about Nia Long because for people who are talking about um, for people who are talking about oh it's Nia Long, guys, I'll just say that, guys, 
nobody's nobody's beyond cheating, no matter how fine you are. You're not a right, right, cheat. right. Yeah, like you know, right. Let's not let's not do this thing. Let's not. Uh, I get it. Nia, I, I'm not. Nia Long is to this day fucking attractive. Let's be very clear. And 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 I'm and I don't know her personally, but I'm she, you know, from what I watch, she seems like she's a nice person, and you know, all those all those things. I'm sure she's a prize to have for any man that mm-hmm. she would allow to have her. Um, and I don't mean in possession, but you know, like anybody who would be able to date me along, I'm sure it would be a great experience for that person. Mm. But stop with the I can't believe he would cheat on her. Yeah. Yeah, I, I saw a lot of that, and it's like, I, like I, that ain't that ain't the, that ain't the, this ain't the yeah, moment. Yeah, well, more importantly, whether it's the moment or not, everybody, you ain't nobody above that. Nobody's yeah. above that. This ain't the you know this this ain't the moment for that. And yes, because she's a celebrity, of course, her name is going to be talked about and she in this legend. situation. Let's be very clear in the in the mm-hmm. in the in the field of in the field of film. An acting and an actress. Let's yeah. be clear. Nia Long is yeah. on that list of of of, of great black women actresses. Uh, the mm-hmm. Sanal, she's in the Sanal Lathan, the Regina King, the Regina Hall. Yep. Uh, like she's in that that click. I, I, I wish we had yep. a name for those that group of women in yep. the nineties who was just killing shit, mm-hmm. looking good, being sexy black women actresses. They they could act. They wouldn't like yep. just fluff actresses. They could all. They was all doing their thing like she's in that that role of women that was in, that came around in the 90s and, mm-hmm. and and she's a legend in her own in in that she's a legend yep with that being said this is personal this ain't got shit to do with what she's done as an actress it don't have mm-hmm. shit to do with how fine she is right. if that's what he did it ain't had nothing to do with her it had way more to do with who he is and what he was doing mm-hmm. had nothing to do with Neil Long she's not above cheating y'all gotta relax with that yeah which is why I just want to share some of the best roles that she's played I've, I've watched a lot of her movies and I've I've thought I've again I I thought about this and I said, huh, what's the top three? Her, her top three roles for me. Use a top um, three nigga, boy. I swear. What's what's good? I said <laughs> use a top three. Use a top three. Look, man, nigga, I'm boy. I'm I'm about positivity, Ooh. man. I, I don't I don't want to I don't want to I don't want to talk about this case. Like we could just say <laughs> we could just say, hey Nia, baby, you a legend. Uh, peace and positivity for you and your family and everybody involved and we hope you find healing and whatever is positive that you need to find in this situation and leave it at that but you is a top three nigga go ahead is that is that a bad thing it's just a thing okay okay um boys in the hood best man and i i thought her role in the Roxanne Shantae movie was a good role that she played in also. I'll I'll, I'll leave it at that. Shout out, love, blessings, light, healing, uh, and all those sweet things to Nia Long because you deserve it. You a queen um, and you a legend in in this game, in in life. You a legend. She's a fucking legend. The catalog is ridiculous. Ridiculous. Um, One of of the best in her field, Mm -hmm. period. Um, and, and, and that's how I leave that. No doubt. 
Um, shout out again to Andre Robinson, uh, just here in the, in the uh, Facebook live chat. Um, he said, thank you for having him on. Appreciate that. Uh, he also wanted to extend an invite um, to his platform. He does a Sunday show at 10 o'clock in the morning. So, okay. um, you know, I'll, I'll see if I can, you know, kind of clear my uh, my morning for that. It won't and, be this. Uh, I can't. I'm definitely busy this Sunday. OK, but I mean, right. we'll talk about it offline. Though. Yeah, <laughs> but, yep. yep. Yeah, no yeah. doubt. No doubt, no doubt. So uh, shout out to Andre Robinson for dropping through, man. Um, also shout out to all the fans and all the people that support the platform, um, that support us. They watch us on Facebook Live, YouTube, Twitter, all that good stuff. You follow us on social media with the tweets and the Instagram posts and all that. Um, just continue to follow us and um, wherever you get your podcasts, uh, if you miss this episode, go to whatever platform, Spotify, iHeartRadio, uh, wherever that is you choose. Um, don't forget, folks, also, if you want to email us, if you got questions, comments, um, the email is at barbershopsportstalk1 at gmail.com. And the Twitter handle is at barbershopspor2. Instagram, you can find us at barbershopsportstalk podcast. So, um, bro, I'm good, man. Yes, uh, sir. Glad to be doing this podcast. Blessed to be here on this day doing the show with you, bro. God, did. as always. What's up? I said God did. Yep, that's right. That's <laughs> right. All right, fam. Y'all uh, be safe in the streets. And we'll be back next week with another, another dope episode. Peace. One love. Good night, folks. All right.